Welcome to this episode of Raising Resilience. I'm Pam Ressler, the founder of StressResources.com. And today I'm so pleased to welcome my guest, Lynn Cotter. Lynn um, and I met, I think last year, at a women's golfer uh, golfing event that um, I just was so impressed with Lynn's passion. And since that time, Lynn has really taken on this place of women in golfing. I, I, I was thinking about it. I think I, I could call you, Lynn, a Sherpa of uh, women's golfing, helping women and girls to navigate um, the game, the perceived obstacles that we may face. And I think that's absolutely fast, fascinating and fantastic that you've used uh, your passion to build this out. So just as a short intro, Lynn is an avid golfer who has a passion for the game. And she recently launched a blog called lynnonthelinks.com. And the real purpose is, as I said, for helping female golfers navigate the complexities and challenges of the game while providing support community and resources to feel empowered and confident on the golf course. Something I think is very helpful for all of us when we think about raising resilience. I'm reminded that um, the late golf instructor, Jim Flick, was quoted a number of years ago by saying that golf is 90% mental. And when asked what the other 10% was, he said, mental. Um, <laughs> I think we need a little uh, physical skill in there, but I'm going to hearken back to that idea that actually golf is a perfect place for us to build resilience, to use our mindfulness, and to really change mindset. So thank you, Lynn, for joining me today. And um, I'd love to hear more about how you got into golf and really your background in the sport. Um, thanks so much for having me. Um, I, uh, I really um, enjoyed meeting you as well um, back almost a year ago, I think it is. Um, and a lot has happened since then. Um, so how I actually got into golf um, was about, gosh, almost 30 years ago. It's crazy <laughs> how long ago now. Um, I wasn't a child when I learned or youth, but I actually learned um, as a young adult and it was my father who um, sort of had this idea. He had actually just taken up the game. And it was, it was him that actually, you know, said to me after I graduated college, you know, I think you would actually like this game. And I think you might actually get a lot out of it. <laughs> and I had no clue um, about golf. I had not really heard, you know, much about it. Um, so I took it up uh, the summer after I graduated college. And, you know, he took me through all the, you know, he, he actually was sort of my instructor, taught me the swing and taught me everything. Um, we went out a few times and he tried to teach me all the etiquette. And then at the same time, I actually had met um, my boyfriend, who is now actually my husband, um, and he grew up golfing and loved to golf. And so, um, you know, with, between the two of them, they were kind of my early mentors, as you would say, mm -hmm. um, in the golfing world. But, um, and then it's been, you know, 20 or almost 30 years that I've tried to continue playing the game. Um, so, and I just, it just, it's funny because, 
you'd think that you'd get bored, but my passion and uh, love for the game just keeps growing and growing. Um, so I just, uh, I just love it so much, as you had said, and I, I really want to sort of be an ambassador and a mentor to others, especially women um, who are uh, interested in learning or you know, want to get out there and play. So why do you think it's so difficult for, for women to uh, feel confident, to be empowered, um, to be on the golf course? Um, it seems like golf has continued to be a rather male-dominated sport, but why do you think that is? And what can we do to shift the balance a bit to make it a safe space for women and girls also wanting to learn? Yeah, it's, um, you know, just, you know, through my years of playing, for many of the years, I was the only woman or the only girl. Um, I could barely find anyone else to play um, who were female. So I ended up playing with a lot of male males. And, um, you know, I think it's only like 23% of golfers that are actually female. Um, so that's one of the barriers right there in itself is finding other women to play with. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, my husband and a lot of his friends play. Um, and so in the beginning I had to, that was who I always played with was all the men. And then even when I played, um, the next thing that I did was my, I was lucky enough that my company actually had a golf league and I was one of two ladies that actually joined and it was an after work, uh, nine hole golf league. And it, it was so amazing. Like I actually got to know all of, um, these, uh, great coworkers. Most of my executive management team was, you know, was out there playing golf as well. And so I actually had this great opportunity to play with, um, people in my office, but I was, and I was like, come on, where are all the women? Cause there were only two of us. Um, so I do, you know, going back to your question, I think that Golf, if you don't learn it as a child or if you don't have a mentor or somebody that can kind of bring you along, it can be very intimidating. Um, golf is extremely challenging, I think, because there's all these um, rules and etiquette and nuances to the game. And then not only that, but, you know, when you're actually learning the game, you're, you know, you, you're very unsure of yourself because of that. But then you actually have to learn to swing and hit the ball. <laughs> and get it up in the air, and actually make it go where you want it to go. So there's all these thoughts that are in your head, and it can be very intimidating. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree. But it's interesting. I think as women, we often feel we need to be perfect at something before we actually go out and try it. Maybe we're um, concerned that we're going to look foolish, or we don't we don't have any business being on a golf course if we're not very skilled physically. Um, mm -hmm. In my observation, I think uh, often men will take more risks at that. And what's something that you think we could do to help women feel it's okay not to be absolutely perfect before you get out there? I, I totally agree with what you, what you've just said, because I actually have two daughters um, and I think back to my own childhood and yeah, we want to be, we want everything to be sort of in its place. We want to have total control. We want to, you know, know what we're going to do, what we're, what we have to do and, and do it. And if we, um, 
you know, if we don't, then we feel like we've failed. And yeah. golf is not like that. Uh, it's, it's, you know, think of it as like starting learning a new instrument, like playing the guitar. I mean, it's, it's not like you can just pick it up and all of a sudden be, you know, a really good guitar player, a really good golfer. Like it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of failures, a lot of mistakes. Um, I think that um, women or really pretty much anybody that gets out there needs to, you know, they need to have fun with it and know that it's going to be what I, what I like to call a journey. Um, you know, it's about, it's about making those mistakes. It's about, you're going to shank the, you know, your drive many times. <laughs> I mean, I've been golfing for so long and I still have really poor shots here and there. And, you know, it, it's just going to happen and you just kind of have to have fun with it and say, okay, this is what it's all about. And hopefully I can, um, you know, do more good shots than, than not. And, um, and, you know, and I mean, there's so many other things that you can think of that I can think of too, you know, just enjoying yourself out on the, out on the golf course, enjoying the people that you're with, just have fun and not try to be, um, you know, the perfectionist that we all want to be. <laughs> yeah, good point. And, you know, I think certainly now in, in 2020, when we've been dealing with um, many sports that we can't engage in, golf has been one of the ones where we can get outside, we can be physically distanced. Um, but there's still a lot of fear and resistance to um, not being in control. And uh, I think it's a really interesting thing to, to look at. I, I also agree that there's an awful lot of etiquette rules that people may feel intimidated uh, by when they initially are out there. But everyone, as you said, um, has a bad shot, whiffs the ball. Um, and often we don't realize that it's it's not only us. And I think what you are doing with both your new Facebook group, the beginner golf for women is really creating that safe space and saying, yeah, we all have done, had a really bad round or have, um, think we're making, um, a fool of ourselves, even if nobody else notices that. So I'd love to, kind of ask, ask you and talk a little bit about really what your vision is for both your Facebook group, which by the way, is fabulous. You've really created a community um, worldwide of women golfers. I had no idea there were so many of us out there who may not feel that, that confidence. So your ultimate vision about this community that you've developed on Facebook, as well as your blog, Lynn on the Links, which is a wonderful resource. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, where do you hope this is going to evolve to? What's your vision with these sites? Um, so my blog actually started, I launched that about a year ago. Um, actually, it was in September of last year that I had the idea uh, that I wanted to start a blog. And then I think it launched in January and of 2020. And um, the my whole purpose was because I had this strong passion for golf, and um, my husband probably got was getting tired of me always talking about golf. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed sort of like a platform or some way to kind of get it all out. Because um, I really and you know the purpose was to really kind of help uh, other women. 
you know, with this game, whether it be they want to get into it or maybe to, um, you know, have sort of like a place to talk about golf as well, um, a platform. Um, and then that's actually when I decided to, to create a Facebook group, some, a place that was a little bit more safe to and interactive. Because, you know, I, I, when I started the blog, I was writing articles and posts, and I thought, well, I'd really like to kind of engage more with, um, with women and, um, and with golfers or people who are interested in getting in the game. Um, and also, you know, provide a place for others who have golfed to be able to answer questions too and um, talk about their passions. So that was sort of the, um, the start of Beginner Golf for Women, uh, Facebook group, and you're right. We actually have women from all over the, the world. It's crazy, um, and you know we're growing um, every week, and I love it because uh, you know I ask a lot of questions in there about you know what their successes are, what their concerns are, um, and we do a lot of engaging with um, you know how to how to address those um, and that sort of thing. Like today I actually posted something about breathing. <laughs> Yay. Seems so right simple, my, but you know, right in my lane. <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's so simple, but yet it's so needed to, you know, to address any or to um, combat any kind of nerves or um, anxiety or really anything. And I know, I think we all need it right now <laughs> for Absolutely. sure with where the world is. But, um, but yeah, so my, I think my ultimate vision is to keep providing a resource, to keep providing a place um, for information somewhere that um, women can go, especially because uh, I feel like on the internet, you know, you Google a lot of stuff about golf and it's mostly by men and um, for men. And I do feel like women have <clears throat> a little bit different perspective on the game. And we have our own sort of unique um, concerns and issues. Um, and so I just thought that it was sort of needed. Absolutely. And you're doing a fabulous job in, in as I said, creating a community and obviously touching upon a need that has been there. So as somebody just starting out in golf or, or even just considering it, maybe not even taking that first step to, to really say, I'm going to play, what do you think the number one, the biggest obstacles are? And number two, what are the biggest benefits? Um, we, we talk a lot about obstacles, but why should somebody consider this as um, another thing to add to their calendar? Yeah, it's, um, those are very big questions. Yes. <laughs> um, I think there are, the obstacles are, and I've thought a lot about this. Like I, I think to myself a lot, okay, why aren't more women golfing? Why aren't they out there? Um, I think the number one thing is uh, that, well, first of all, that they're not introduced to it. Uh, you know, when they're young. So it's, it's sort of this intimidating sport or hobby that they, they think of um, and what have you. But I think the other thing is time. Mm -hmm. uh, when you golf, you know, um, a, a round of 18 holes is 
at least four hours. Some places are, are shorter, like three and a half hours, if you're lucky. Um, but, I mean, it can be a five-hour round even. Like, uh, you know, if you're out on the weekend and it's crowded, it could be a five-hour round. And then you, you know, you count the time where you have to get there and, and get ready. And then afterwards, when you visit the 19th hole for a drink or, you know, for some socializing afterward. And it could li- literally be like a six-hour um, time frame. You know, our bunch of time, which you know, as as women <laughs> um, and families, and if you have kids um, and, and you have a job, and so you're working too, uh, you know, that can be a huge barrier to to golfing. Um, I know when I you know I started back when I was a young adult, ended up getting married, and we had kids, and I. You know, I can relate because, as well, because for about 10 years while my kids were young, I tried to keep golfing and it was maybe a couple, uh, you know, a couple times a year <laughs> yeah, yeah. with that. So I think time is um, a very big uh, obstacle. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, finding others, other females to golf with is also hard. I've found in my own experience that, you know, after I joined my work league and I actually left that, um, that company, I wanted to continue it, you know, so it was hard for me to find other women. None of my friends played. So I would, what I would do is actually go to different golf clubs or, um, and just go to their websites and I would call up the pro and say, Hey, do you have any ladies golf leagues or, um, that kind of thing. And I actually ended up uh, joining a, a ladies league, which was a first for me. And that was very empowering. I loved the ladies and there was a nice little social golf nine league um, that I enjoyed very much. Um, and, you know, even my kids were young at the time, so I only golfed maybe three or four times in it. So, you know, you can, you do what you can do mm-hmm. to continue it, you know, mm-hmm. um, or to get out there. Um and I mean, another way that I would say is to actually go to golf clinics. A lot of courses and facilities would actually uh, will provide clinics and um, workshops, and you actually can meet other women that are sort of in the same at the same level, you know, that are maybe just starting out in golf, and that's a great way of actually meeting other women as well. Um, the benefits to, and there are there are definitely other barriers. We talked about, um, you know, just being new to golf and yeah. the whole, the fact that golf is very intimidating um, as well. But the benefits of golf, there's so many. Um, you know, I talked about, or we can talk about resilience and and mm-hmm. and all that too, which I'll get back to. But because <laughs> that it, golf has just done so much for me on that end. Um, but, you know, I talked about joining my, go- my company's golf league. My goodness, the, the connections and the opportunities that I received by doing that were endless. I mean, I was golfing with the CEO of our company. I was golfing with the CFO, um, you know, just, and we were just hanging out. It wasn't like in the office and it was just a completely different environment very laid back, very fun. Um, and they, you know, I got to know them on a friendly basis and they got to know me. And so you have those opportunities as well. Um, the social connections are huge. Uh, you know, I've met some great 
friends who will probably be friends for the rest of my life on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other great thing about it is um, if you think about, like, it's a generational sport. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, when my husband and I were first dating and we would go out, we would go out with his father and, um, and his stepmother. And we would go out golfing. And, and, you know, nowadays we bring our children um, and we golf with uh, my parents. And so it's, it's just a great sport that grandparents, parents, and children can all do together. And what I like, too, about it is yeah. that when I do bring my kids oh, no, <laughs> when I, I bring my kids out, yeah. they, <laughs> they, they are unattached to their technology. So <laughs> from a kid's perspective, it's a great way to, to connect with your kids, and they're not on their phones, they're not, you know, um, on their electronics and we you know it's it's just such a great way to spend time together as a family those are absolutely Um, fabulous benefits i especially like um the intergenerational aspect because um golf is something you can play for many many years um and Mm -hmm. you can learn it at a later stage in life um golfing with different generations is fabulous. And I love this thought of it disconnects us from technology and connects us actually to Mm -hmm. nature, to um, a small group, a community in a different way. And I just, I I think that's fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you brought up nature. When I come home from playing golf, it's like, okay, I've just been outside for four to five hours. This is great. I feel great. I got my vitamin D, you know, um, (laughs) you're you're outside. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Um, Yeah. It it has so many benefits that we often are hooked into the barriers and the obstacles. And, you know, I love to kind of flip it a little bit. And you've hit upon Mm -hmm. some really key aspects that um, we often don't think about in terms of, of those benefits. I'd love to know how golf um, has helped you with being more resilient or thinking about resiliency in a different way. Oh my goodness. So I wasn't a huge, uh, athlete. Actually, you know, I did some sports in middle school and elementary school. Um, not like my kids do right now, which they're big, you know, they're big soccer players, but, um, so golf for me has actually, uh, been really interesting on that end. And I, you know, as far as like resiliency, just in the beginning, being the only woman being new to the game that builds resiliency right there. You know, you have to sort of face your fears and just get out there and trust in yourself and and do it. And it's kind of carried through with me. Um, I'm constantly sort of uh, challenging myself on the golf. And I think it was just maybe five years ago that I kind of picked up the game again, pretty strongly. Um, uh, you know, committed to say, all right, you know, I'm going to try and get better at this game and actually play and practice. Um, so I started to improve and I joined another ladies league um, at my club and I started competing a little bit um, within the past couple of years. 
which is a totally different aspect of golf. Um, you know, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, my nerves are like really rocking, <laughs> you know, when you're starting out a round or, you know, or maybe when you're standing over a four-foot putt that you have to win to, to keep going on or to win that hole. <laughs> so, you know, all of a sudden, I'm going, why is my body reacting this way? All of a sudden, I'm like really nervous, almost to the point of like you're shaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've had to really kind of learn how to handle that kind of um, reaction that your body does, even when you don't want it to be. And you're like, why is my body doing this? Um, you know, uh, in, in sort of a, a competitive format. Um, so that has been very interesting to me. Um, in fact, uh, I would say three years ago, I actually um, had a few tournaments that I could, I could enter and I didn't. And, you know, sort of later that year, I was like, why didn't I enter those? I could have probably done, fair, you know, pretty decent or fairly okay. And I had to kind of look deep inside of myself and think about, I think I was fearful. Like I was scared of not meeting um, others' expectations. And I say that because when I started improving, people were like, oh, you're going to go far. You're going to be the club champion. You're going to do this and you're going to do that. And I truly believe that that was why I didn't enter them. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do that well. <laughs> um, so when I could have, sort of took that, that deep look inside, I thought, okay, I'm going to face these fears. I'm going to face this, you know, whatever it is I'm feeling. And it's okay. It's okay if I fail. You know, I can just get right back up and learn from it. Um, take in whatever I can and, and just keep trying. Because if you don't try, I've realized this, if you don't put yourself in there, you're obviously not going to succeed. <laughs> That's um, <very> true. <laughs> yeah, so I actually, um, so I did. The next year I entered a few of the different tournaments um, and I, I did okay. And this year I entered them again and I actually came in second place in almost every single one of them which some people might say wow that might get into your mindset that you're you know that I failed but in my head that's great that I was actually able to put myself into contention and you know get second place on all these tournaments or competitions that I wouldn't have actually entered a few years ago because I was scared you know so so that's actually how, I don't know, that's what I think of when, when you had asked about resiliency. It's absolutely. just sort of. I'm, I'm so impressed because I think what you also described is there was fear there of, of putting yourself out there, but you also needed mm-hmm. that sense of courage and the ability to bounce back. And when we talk about resilience, it isn't just um, putting ourselves out there, it's the ability to bend and to bounce back and to recover. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say is so resilient and is so applicable to so many things that um, we as people in our society um, come up against. And that ability to say, hey, I put myself out there. I had the courage to do this and I followed through is 
is absolutely fabulous. And congratulations for taking in tournaments too. And what you said about your body really um, noticing that sense of anxiety as someone who uh, teaches and coaches people from elite athletes to kindergarten students, there's a very real effect in our body. And part of what we can control is the ability to modulate that to a certain extent because it's a fight or flight reaction. And what elite athletes have discovered is there is this very small window of peak performance and you can quickly add too much anxiety and totally lose it. And if you don't have enough good stress, you're not gonna be at peak. So it's this real tight window that elite athletes often are being trained in that comes back to that mental aspect of mindset of mindfulness in, um, in performance. So um, thank you for, for really sharing mm -hmm. um, your feelings of how that's different when we're in a, a high performance situation like a tournament. I could talk to you all day and I know that <laughs> you have so much more to, to add and I have so many more questions. So I think we're going to have to have another conversation because uh, as I said, um, in my mind, you've kind of become this Sherpa of women's golf as, in creating these communities. And um, I will put the links to your, your blog, which is super helpful, as well as the Beginner Golf for Women Facebook group up um, as links in, in our uh, recording description. But is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't today or anything you'd like to add before we um, say goodbye today. I guess the only thing is to, is that I hope that, you know, if there are women out there listening um, that have like a small interest or are interested in, um, in learning golf or really doing anything that they might have a small fear of, just do it. Like ju ju jump in, don't expect to be perfect because, um, and view it as sort of a process and a journey. There will be definitely mistakes and, um, and, uh, you know, when times when you fall down and just remember that it's a learning process. So you can take those sort of mistakes or failures or, uh, you know, times when you fall down and learn from them and pick yourself back up and, and, um, and have fun and enjoy the process. Wonderful Just words like of, of, of wisdom. <laughs> I, I often um, paraphrase, um, you know, the, the Nike tagline um, of just do it. I, I say, actually, just show up. Um, if we just show up, we're 90% there. And I think often yeah. we're afraid of showing up. And I think you've stated so eloquently today about the need to just show up as a way of supporting ourselves in any new activity. So thank you so much, Lynn. Mm -hmm. This has been a fabulous conversation. I hope we can have another one soon and um, learn more about your vision and how your communities are evolving. So thank you. I appreciate um, you really creating these communities of, of support for women golfers. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. 